You with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, guys, we got a special, special guest in the house today. We got two-lane running back Tajay Spears in the house. What's up, Tajay? I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Man, I appreciate you having me, man. I appreciate For sure, dude. Like, we were just talking before the podcast. You don't play fantasy football, but, you know, I was just telling you that it's one of the most important positions that we have, right? So, like, this is one of those, you know – we're looking at all the running backs coming in. We're trying to evaluate everything. But you were telling me that, like, evaluating a running back isn't so easy, right? We try to fixate on certain things, but you're telling me that, you know, it's a pretty pretty uh, tough position to evaluate. And I agree. You know, every single year I'm looking at something different, you know, behind the line. Once you get into, into whether you have a good offensive line or not, how does that switch your game? What do you yeah. think is the most underrated aspect? when it comes to evaluating a running back? Uh, the most underrated um, aspect when it comes to, I guess, um, I can honestly say, like, what shows up on film, you know, consistently is the truth. So, like, is the guy a fighter? Is he going to fight, uh, play in and play out? When the line don't give him nothing. Like, that's the biggest That's the, that's the biggest thing right there. What do the guy do when his, line, when his O-line don't give him nothing? I feel like, you know, that's how, that's how people should start off evaluating running backs it what 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 all can the guy do on his own like do he win one-on-one situations can you make the last man miss is he a home run hitter like those that that like when you want to like dive into is the guy a really good running back that's what you, that's what you should do i feel you man now i was telling you also before the pod that you know i don't follow college football extremely closely admittedly right i love the nfl i follow the nfl a ton all my content is around the nfl but during this period between January and when it comes time for the draft, I'm heavily looking into the prospects coming in, especially skill positions. Uh, and as I was preparing for the Senior Bowl, I was looking into your tape, your numbers, all that. And I have to say, man, like I have become a huge fan of your game. Um, and then when I was in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, you kept it going, right? You kind of put that cherry on top, you know, for anyone who already knew what you were capable of. Uh, and those who didn't know what you were capable of, I feel like after that, they knew who Tajay Spears was, right? So what was your experience like at the Senior Bowl? You know, how do you think that affected the way teams are looking at you, right? Like we've seen Senior Bowl, you know, alums, you know, like Michael Carter, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, get some real opportunity at the next level, right? So I'm, and we'll talk about some some more of those guys, but what was that whole uh, process like for you at the Senior Bowl? Like honestly, like just going into the week, just being there and like you'll see like little stickers around and say the draft starts in Mobile. So like that was that was my mindset, like the draft starts in Mobile. It don't matter like what you did before it is. It's just all about what you do and what you make of this opportunity. That was my whole thing the whole week. Like, man, I ain't finna waste a day. Rather we just chilling, walking to meeting, I ain't finna waste a day. I'm finna just go out here, you know, and just do what I do, you know, give it my all each and every practice and make the most make the most out of it. Because at the end of the day, man, you just you just got to be, like, appreciative and you just got to, you know, live in the moment. That's the biggest thing that the scene bowl taught me, just to live in the moment and just, you know. Man, it, it, it was it was a great experience, though, man. It, it was it was amazing. Like, and that's, that was probably, like, one of that in that uh, USC game, but all the games, of course. But, like, yeah. those two was, like, two key valuation points in my, in my, in my whole season to, to now. Yeah. So. 
I feel like sure, man. I feel like those two, you know, those two scenarios, they they excel me really far within in this process. For sure. And we'll get to that USC game in a minute because that was a pivotal moment in your career and it happened right at the end of your uh, career pretty much, right? And now, like, after the Senior Bowl, did you notice that, like, you know, once you kind of made your mark at the Senior Bowl, that, that teams who might not have been interested or, you know, teams who were already interested became even more interested? Did you kind of feel that, for, uh, you know, after the Senior Bowl because of, because of the fact that you, you did your thing uh, during, that, during that whole week of practice? Yeah, you can you can feel it. Um, it was a different feeling. Um, some people like coming around, like going around to do things. Like they'll know you now, or they'll know, right. they know your name. So, so yeah, it was definitely different. But like from a senior moment, I just gained a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence with with inside my game. So it, it helped me understand the player that I am, and also it helped me to understand that you know it's it's it's, it's best that you be yourself in every scenario that you in. Like if you coming into the counter with this team, just be yourself and just, you know, just in that in that moment of getting time, just show just show them the authentic person that you are. And like, you know, they're gonna either clean towards you or, you know, they gonna find the next best they gonna find the next guy that's gonna, you know, do it. So it's like just that's that's what it taught me, like going into these meetings now, like, man, I just be so confident. Like I told you, like I told you before, you know, before the air started, like um just going into these like football IQ, you know, I learned a lot from the senior ball. I learned a lot being in that in that play in that play style offense. Um with the, the NFL offense, all that a lot. So, right. So it was very, you know, it was very helpful and beneficial to me. No, yeah, a hundred percent, man. You got the NFL coaches there, right? Like they're installing their own offense, and you kind of have to adapt on the fly, you know. And if you could do that, I feel like that gives you gives you a leg up for sure. Now, and I mentioned these other guys who were at the Senior Bowl, you know, running backs like Michael Carter, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, those guys obviously went on to kind of do their thing, especially Stevenson this past year. Both guys were day three picks. Um, it's looking like Rashad White from last year. He's about to get some real opportunity this year, right? After he got some run last year as a rookie. You had Brian Robinson there last year. You had Damian Pierce. Obviously, both of those guys starting roles as rookies. You had Khalil Herbert, Elijah Mitchell, right? Both those guys were there the year before. They got opportunity in the NFL pretty quickly. So we're less than a month away from the draft, man. Just a couple weeks away. How do you think teams are viewing your specific skill set um, and your ability and how you can step in and contribute? You mentioned that you talked to a bunch of teams already. Is there something about your specific skill set? And, you know, do you have an, a feeling about how teams want to kind of use that at the next level? Of course, like, when you, like, it's not, like, a secret, like, um, but, like, they, they view me as kind of small. So, like, I think a lot of, like, I'm, I'm just thinking, I think a lot of teams will probably, like, try to give me the ball in space. and. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams that you know they're using me in many ways as they can, like because like I, I can say like that's a that's a key uh, piece to my game, like man, just I'm, I'm versatile. I can like line up anywhere on the field and try and make plays. But like, I'm, like I don't really don't usually talk like this, man. I'm so humble, but like yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> man. Like I, I, it's all good, man. You can let it out, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> like it's all um, good. But uh, yeah, I'm versatile, man. I, I feel like I can line up anywhere on the field and you know make plays. And so uh, I think they I think they'll use me like that. I agree, man. I, I, I was going to say that if there is a word that I would use to describe your skill set, it's versatile, right? Like last season, uh, you had more than 250 touches and you were very involved in the receiving game, right? You were efficient in the receiving game on a per, per route basis. Uh, talk to me about your ability in the receiving game. Like, what do you think you do best there? I, I know you said you're humble, but, but it's okay. 
you know, you 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 can say you can say good things. You know, it's all good. Like, you, you know, what do you think you you're, you do best in the receiving game? What do you think might need improvement or something that you have tried have improved? You know, over the course of this offseason already, uh, and what you're working on. You know, whether that's your hands, route running, pass blocking, all that. Of course, like with your routes, you got to be like as a running back. Like you, you, so, you focus so much on backfield, so when it comes out to you know, sometimes, unless you've been working on, it comes out when you come out the backfield. You come, you know, you might hit a hiccup or two, you know, every now and then. But uh, of course, like being sharp on on route running, so like you could always be sharp at that. So route running, well, my hands are, are you know in a in a great spot because I can, you know, I, I look the ball in. I take pride on that. Um, but uh, what I what I kind of separate myself is um, where every every everybody should pride and where they should separate they should where they should separate their stuff at is uh yards at the yards at the contact man or yards at the catch because you know you can catch a what you gonna do when you catch a ball that's negative that's ball that's two yards behind the line of scrimmage you know what I'm saying you gonna make the first you gonna make the first you got missed possibly the second and the third got missing you know get the first down so like uh I get get the touchdown so I feel like yards at the catch is uh, very important. I agree, man. And and not only yards at the contact in the receiving game, you know, but you, you do your thing in the run game too. You know, you had fifteen hundred yards from scrimmage last year. You uh no, fifteen hundred yard rushing season last year, more than eighteen hundred yards from scrimmage. Uh, but the one thing that stood out to me even more when looking at looking back at your college career was how you bounced back from that ACL injury, right, in twenty twenty, right? Like Talk me through what the recovery and rehab was like, you know, but also, you know, how you put up the numbers you did, dude. Like, because I'm looking at this, 129 carries for 863 yards and nine touchdowns, 19 catches for 145 yards. And, you know, this is mostly for the audience listening right now. But in 2021, the year after the ACL injury, there were 182 FBS running backs with 100 or more carries that year. You were third among those 182 running backs among all of them in yards after contact per attempt. And you were 10th among all those running backs in forced missed tackles per attempt. So you balled out that year, the year after an ACL injury. So tell me about that recovery and that rehab and how you were able to be that good the following season right after an injury. Honestly, it starts off with the people that's around you. Everybody that's, everybody in life, you're going to face adversity of, of some kind. It's just about how you respond to it. But like I said, it starts off with the people around you. you Got to make sure you have somebody solid around you. And I was blessed and fortunate enough to have some great people in my corner that, you know, they kept me into it every day. Like, kept make sure my mom was straight, make sure I was on top of my rehab, my rehab process and also working me. And also, like, the biggest thing when you, like, dealing with something like that, you got to set small goals, man. Like, cause everything ain't going to be um, – everything ain't going to be easy in that process. And it get, it get rough sometimes because – you know, just you just gotta when you when you're in the re- re- rehabilitation process, you, you gotta really like when you hurt your knee or something, you gotta learn how to walk again. So you gotta learn how to use that that them ligaments. You gotta learn how to use them joints again. So it was tough, but um, like I said, you are gonna face some adversity. It's, it's not about the adversity you face; it's just how you respond to it. Like and like honestly, I responded to it well. Like I said, with the people, with the people that I had in my corner. But um, it's just like man, a testament to that season, man. It's just like. A, just like appreciation for all those people and also all the work, all the work that I put in over the, you know, over the course of it, of course of it. But also you can't do it without God, man. God is, you know, the best thing that you, that you can have. I don't know if you're religious or not, uh, but I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in God. So like he helped me and he got me through that too. But uh, yeah, so like it's a lot, a lot of hard work, man. A hundred percent, man. I believe that because, you know, it's not easy, man. Like, uh, you know, 
I, I've heard a lot about these recoveries. I never went through an injury like that, but it's not an easy injury to deal with, number one. And number two, you trying to come back for the next season and play at such a high level, you know, that shows how much hard work you put into it. Um, and you know, like you said, man, a credit to all the the people, you know, God, everything that that kind of put you in that place to 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 get you right and put you in a place where like it, it wasn't a situation where like because a lot of times what happens is that you know you come back from an injury like that, right? And you know when evaluate talent evaluators are like, oh, you know what, you know we might have to give him a pass for that year because he was just coming off a torn ACL, but for you. You don't even have to do that. Matter of fact, you could do the opposite where you're like, damn, like, look at what he did the year after he tore ACL, you know, as a positive. Yeah, you know how they be. They just, you know, everybody know how they gonna be based on their own opinionated world. Right. So, like, at least, um, maybe, and you know, he ain't gonna come back the same. Just don't gotta block him out and shut him up. You shut him up. <laughs> yep. A hundred percent, man. Now you mentioned your size, right? And I think, you know, one team that, you know, one thing that NFL teams might be looking at is the size you, you weighed in at five ten two oh one at the combine. Uh, but you ran the four, four, seven 40 at your pro day. All right. That's a, that's a legit 40 speed right there. Now I mentioned the yards at the contact top three, each of the last two seasons, which is not something typical of a running back your size does. And then the ability to hit the big play is something that stands out among running backs last season. Just for the audience, again, you had the second highest rate of hitting that big play, 15 or yards more, 15 yards or more in the run game. So, you know, I gave a few reasons why size might not matter when it comes to Tajay Spears, right? So what do you have to say about that in terms of, in terms of the size and all that? Like, you know, how 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 you already shown that you can overcome it at the college level? Like it seems like you play much bigger than your size. Uh, is that something that you might be able to 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 do in the NFL as well? Oh yeah, man, you got it. You got to um, you got to be confident in it. You know, you know, not 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 cocky, but you got to be confident in it. So like at the end of the day, like I'm betting on myself. I'm going in. You know, humble as ever. Um, just you know, just trying to be a student of the game, just sucking up everything that I can by the game. Just when it, when my when my when I get my opportunity, just knock it out the water. Just hit it, hit it. You know, hit the ground running. You know, at the end of the day, it ain't gonna be perfect, but um, you just gotta. I don't know. It's just me. Like I just be. Of course, it ain't gonna be a big play every day, every play. But you gotta take what you can get. But like, I just be trying to like just pride myself on big plays because right. how uh, you know how you gonna separate yourself, right? Like, stuff and uh man it'd be in, in critical moments of the game so like you know you need that score or you just need that you just need a team you know stay on the field so i think we're gonna we're gonna hit this big play because at the end of the day we, we chasing you know we chasing to be legendary everybody 100%. Can get, everybody can get tackled for three to four five yards I'm not saying those yards are not you know not saying those uh you know uh i'm not i'm not trying to you know talk bad on them yards but you know I, we want to, I want to, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to hit the big play, man. I hear you, man. I, and, you know, some might say, you know, you know, hey, Tajay didn't play in the power five. You know, his competition wasn't as but good. Like, but, like, like, you understand that, but, like, most of those guys who saying that, they didn't play in the power five either. Right. <laughs> yeah. You didn't, they, you know, so, like. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I hear that, man. And, you know. For me, it's like, you know, also like if, if you didn't, if you did not play in a power five conference, like, and you stand out the way that you stood out, 
right? Like that's all that matters, right? Like if you're standing out amongst your peers, you know, like it matters a lot. But most of the guys in the league didn't play in the power five, though. Hmm. There you go. I ain't even gonna say most of the guys, but a lot of guys is having a lot of mm-hmm. not playing power five. Right, right, right. Now it sounds to me like you have a little bit of a chip in your shoulder, man. Like, do you ever you hear that criticism at all? Like from from teams yeah. or anybody? Like, you know, uh, you know, you, the Cotton Bowl. You know, what I'm saying that USC game two hundred damn rushing yards, over 200 rushing yards against USC. I mean, that that could quiet some haters right there. Yeah, man, uh, you got to, you know, you got to you gotta move with that, that chip on your shoulder because that's what's going to keep you motivated. That's what's going to keep you pressing forward. You know, that's all about life. You just got to find about, find, a, find what it is, man, to make the make the day that you want to be the, be the most important day of your life. So I just, that's how I, I don't really have no chip on my, I can say I have one, but I really don't have one because I don't really care about what people say and right. think. I just know, I just know, like, I know what I'm in it for, man. I know I'm in it for the long haul, man. I'm in it for the, I'll, like, set myself up to be. I love it, man. I love it. Now, I saw, I saw uh, that uh, Saints, Head coach Dennis Al- Dennis Allen, local head coach, there was at the Tulane Pro Day, right? Among others, uh, you know, I wonder what you think about, you know, potentially staying local in New Orleans. You know, that, that's a possibility, right? Um, now, are there any other teams that have seemed a little extra interested in your services during the entire draft process? To be honest, uh, yeah, uh, it'd be cool to stay local, but uh, but you know, like at the end of the day, I'm on it, like I'm on it. I'm on it, like man, wherever, wherever I'm, wherever somebody, wherever you drive me, and I'm ready. Cause guess what? That's a team that took opportunity. Um, but like, no, nah, sure. Not. You have your team that I probably met with once or twice um, during this process. It's be like a little casual conversations, like just Zoom and stuff. But I'm appreciative for it all, though. Uh, yeah, man. Like you know, it's it's interesting, man. Cause I, we were just talking before this that. You know, early in the process, you know, we're thinking about, you know, potentially, you know, a day three pick. But as the the, the draft process, as the months have gone by between January and where we're at now in April, you know, there is a possibility. And I'm not trying to jinx it. I'm not going to would as I say this. There's a possibility that, you know, you end up going day two, um, you know, round two or round three. And that's what I'm hoping for for you, man. You know, uh, you know, I really, really appreciate the time. You know, I'm wishing you the best of luck during this entire draft process. I'm rooting for you. I've been rooting for you since the Senior Bowl, since I discovered you, uh, you know, earlier this year. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping for all the opportunity you can imagine, you know, in the NFL. Wish you nothing but success. Um, yeah. Now, one last question before we end this interview. Who is your favorite current running back in the NFL if you had to pick just one? Just one. Just one? Just one. Hey, man, you make me hard on it. Just one? Listen, man, I'll let, you, I'll let you pick two. If, you, if you're trying to choose between two guys, I'll let you pick two. So, like, I've been hearing a lot of things, a lot of good things about Aaron Jones' character, but I, I love his game, too, so I got to pick, uh, I gotta pick uh, my boy, Alvin. Alvin and Aaron Jones, man. I like that. I like that, man. Two very versatile guys, right? Aaron Jones also, you know, a little a little undersized too. And there was a lot of odds against him, right? With him coming he, into the NFL, that, man. He ran that ball. Whew, he ran that ball hard, man. He's he's a beast, man. And he's still doing it. I, I just put out a post today on my on my IG or the other day. He was one of the most efficient running backs in the league. Uh, even last year, and he's still doing it. So he, I didn't see any decline from his game yet. 
yeah. but he, he's he's continued to do his thing. I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, those are some great picks, man. Well, listen, man, I'm going to let you get back to doing your thing. Good luck with the entire draft process, man. I, I really appreciate you taking out the time. Uh, man, thank you, man. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to that interview with Tajay Spears. Great dude. Hoping the best for him. If you guys can do me a big favor, if you could subscribe to the podcast, hit follow, whatever you got to do to make sure that you're always being updated with the latest Upper Hand Fantasy podcast episode. That would mean the world to me. Appreciate you guys. Have a great day.